This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. Well, hello there, dear one. A little public service announcement here. The holidays are here. Like it or not, <laughs> the holidays are here. I just saw a car go down the road with a Christmas tree on top. And as I'm recording this, it's only November 9th. And let's just be honest, from October through the end of the year, it's like the trifecta holidays that are here to sabotage our chances of succeeding at getting and staying healthy. So we can be great and do wonderful things all throughout the year. But once that Halloween candy hits the grocery store shelves through Thanksgiving, through all the parties and Christmas and even into the New Year party, it's just like one big parade of food in front of us at all times. And so while if you're anything like me, like getting through the holidays without overeating, without gaining weight or without feeling like a failure on January 1st, it can just seem so impossible. Am I right? And so the risk is that if we just say that it's just not going to be possible, it's just the holidays, I'll just start over on January 1st then we're going to end up with a sense of regret, having to make another New Year's resolution that we will most likely fail. What if we could actually shift and get to that place where we are going to embrace our identity as a healthy person, a healthy, holy temple of the Most High God. And then every single day, even during the holidays, we are going to do our best with God's strength to make choices that are in alignment with this healthy person we are and we are becoming. Wouldn't that be amazing? So listen, back before I started my health journey, let's just be honest, for several years into my health journey, I used to have a tough time getting through the holiday season unscathed. So I totally get it. I'd be at Christmas parties or church potlucks or holiday dinners, and my plate would be overflowing with food. I would always go back for all of my favorites. I would overstuff myself to the point of just pain and lethargy, right? We actually made a joke of it at my, at my family. After Thanksgiving dinner, we've all had our second and third portions. We just sit around with our full bloated bellies and just like talk about how great this felt. And like at some point we would gain our energy after we took a nap. Also pumpkin pie, it's one of my favorite desserts. And let's just say I could seriously eat a pie or two or three through the holidays. Not to mention all those sugary treats that we can be exposed to in the break room at work. Cookies, and a cup of coffee, those were my go-to. And let's just be honest, cookies and chocolates and all the candies would just line up the break room table for weeks on end. And you would, I would just go by and I would just like grab a handful, grab a cup of coffee to help me with my 2 p.m. energy crash. And then whose idea was it to do a cookie exchange? I'll bake 10 dozen cookies, you bake 10 dozen cookies, and guess what? We'll go ahead and exchange all our cookies. Jeez. <laughs> 120 cookies. It's like cookies for days. What were we thinking? Listen, I was just always tired and bloated after the entire experience. And let's just not, you know, let's not even mention the weight gain. The average weight gain is around five, even up to 10 pounds during the last three months of the year. And it can 
put a really big damper on what should have been a time to celebrate and have fun and enjoy, right? It wasn't until years later that I discovered some simple strategies and some mindset shifts I had to put into place in order to help me to make it through. And so these strategies and mindset shifts, these are things I still use today. And I want to share some of my best tips with you so that you can get through the holiday season without stress eating or inevitable tummy troubles, extra pounds, and regret. So just imagine you make it through the entire holiday season without any of that. You wake up on January 1st, not having to make another resolution to take off the five to 10 pounds you just gained over the last couple of months. You rejoice in the fact that you celebrated the real reason of the holidays, thankfulness and the birth of our savior. And while food does play a part in celebration gatherings and life is meant to be celebrated, food did not take center stage in your life and it did not sabotage your journey to health. It is possible. I know because I developed a plan that I follow every single year and it helps me to get on the other side of the holidays without having to undo all the things that I did. So this plan is going to have solutions for you, whether you're tempted by grandma's famous homemade pie recipe at your family get together, or you're struggling with constant barrage of treats all around, or you're wondering what to eat if you're traveling and on the go, and can you really survive? the solutions are here for you. I'm here to walk you step-by-step through what I call how to make it work in the real world when temptation is everywhere. We're not talking about deprivation during the holidays. Instead, I want to give you just some realistic ideas to help you enjoy the sweetness in life of this season to come. I'm going to give you my best tips for maintaining a healthy, free life this holiday season. I pray that it's going to encourage you and inspire you on your journey this season. So here we go. So number one, I want you to decide who you want to be and how you want to feel when you wake up on January 1st. I want you to fast forward yourself to January 1. Who is she? What is she doing or he? And what are you experiencing? Do you feel amazing? Are you excited for this new year? Do you wake up with your feet full of hope and joy and peace? Because you are living in alignment with who you are becoming, which is a healthy, holy temple of the Most High God. Do you wake up without regret? Do you wake up not having to make another New Year's resolution that this is the year you will finally lose the weight or ditch the sugar or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish for your health? Listen, we got to decide who we want to be. We need a vision, a future vision of ourselves and Picture them in our mind because the choices we make today, moment by moment choices we make today are either going to bring us closer to that vision reality or it's going to bring us further away. In every single bite, we decide. So I want you to really get a clear understanding of that vision of, for yourself. Number two, I want you to drop the rope. You know what? These holidays... They are a time of celebration and some relaxation. Our struggles over what we should and should not be doing or should and should not be eating, it can rob our joy. I want you to stop shooting yourself. I think that that's such a big struggle for many of us, myself included. I should myself all day long and the stress I put on myself is intense If we set up too high of expectations for ourselves, as soon as we miss the mark, then in comes 
failure, shame, regret, all the negative emotions that follow suit. So not only are we struggling and shitting ourselves on the beginning, we're now, because we can't measure up, we're now feeling like a failure, feeling like we're condemned, feeling guilty, and just that we can't. We're not enough. And so I want you to just drop the rope and just allow yourself the freedom to just experience the holidays for what they are. I'm going to talk about food and how to approach food, but from the get-go, let's just not let's just not go into it with the struggle. Just drop the rope. Number 3, I want you to be mindful and make plans accordingly for what's to come. So, it's important to to look at your calendar and understand what gatherings might you be at? What potluck parties might you be at? What parties might you be invited to? What might you have at Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners? What about the cookies you might be baking? And I want you to begin to bring some awareness to the entire season from beginning to end. We're I want you to start looking not only at your calendar, but then also think through the situations that you will be at and that you'll be in. And I want you to bring some awareness to anything that might be tempting to you to overeat, overindulge, and make you feel miserable on the other side of it. So for instance, this year, I don't know about you, but... Like we're already getting invited to Thanksgiving and Christmas and other events. And we didn't have to do that in 2020, right? So 2021 is bringing about all of these things. So we've got to be on guard. So will you be attending a holiday dinner? Will you be attending any parties or church potlucks? How about at work? Will you have an opportunity to eat just the 24-7 availability buffet of cookies, candies, and chocolates? What about at work where the table of never-ending cookies, chocolates, and candies seems to always reside? Somebody's always bringing in something to the office. Is that an area that might trip you up? Or what about when you're at home and you're just like wanting to veg out from the stress of the holidays and now you want to eat? Maybe you want to just sit down and eat in front of the television. What about the What about the treats and the foods that get delivered to your house or you get gifts of food for the holidays? Good, well-meaning people giving you gifts that could end up bringing you harm. What about creating and making treats for your kids at school? Will that be a temptation? Or all the treats that our kids seem to bring home from school. How about preparing food for a party that you're throwing? Could that be a trigger for you? Or what about like at holiday gatherings where, you know, relationships aren't always easy. And if we haven't seen people for months, if not years, we can easily get triggered if if this is the case in our past, right? So think about all of the situations that you're going to be in over the holidays and where might you be tempted to overeat or to give into something you'd rather not to and to just bring some awareness and instead of feeling like we're just a victim and we're just going to go along for the ride of this whole, you know, shenanigans for the next six, eight, nine weeks. And I want you to know that you can be an active participant making decisions, wise decisions all along the way, decisions that are in alignment with your goal of who you want to be on January 1st. And so decide today how you are going to approach each and every one of them. And it doesn't mean we have to be perfect or we have to avoid everything. And I'm going to talk about that in just a a little bit on how to actually approach food. 
But to know where you could get tripped up will help you to make decisions ahead of time so that you're in control instead of the food being in control of you. The next one, number three, that I want you to consider is I want you, when you do eat, I want you to practice awareness with your food. I want you to slow down and enjoy each and every bite. Again, it's not about deprivation. It, I will talk about trigger foods and foods to avoid if they do trip you up. But you know, for me, I know now that I will not eat a whole pie in the weekend following Thanksgiving. I can easily eat one piece of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving and that's it. And when I do, you better believe that I slow down and I simply savor and enjoy every single bite. You know, I think that that's the thing that we're missing is that we, when we have that, um, the struggle and we have this eat this, not that, and then we have all the lies that we also participate in during the whole eating process, it just leads to an experience that is not enjoyable. And so let's bring some enjoyment back to our eating and practicing awareness can help you do that. In fact, it's going to be very beneficial. So practicing awareness, slowing down when you eat and really savoring the taste and the experience of every single bite of the glorious foods that you are eating, that actually helps our brain have a better metabolic experience. So did you know that your body starts the digestion process before you even take your first bite? And so for you to really sense and smell and experience your food whenever you are eating, to really just appreciate it and begin to enjoy it as you eat it, and also going slowly, this is going to help you to have a better metabolic experience, but also a better experience just in general, emotionally. And here's the other thing is that I really want you to eat slow and as a whole way of, of thinking about eating, because did you know that it takes 20 to 30 minutes for your mind to catch up to what your belly has taken in that it it's even registered as being full? So in other words, if I shovel down a full big plate of, of food within 10 to 15 minutes, my mind hasn't even had the chance to catch up to know that it even ate anything, much less that it's full. So what can happen is if we eat too quickly, we are more likely to overeat. And so if you could just slow down and allow the experience to you know, your dinner to last 20, 30 minutes, then what can happen is your brain can actually kick in and tell you when you are full. And it will actually help you to not overeat, which is super important because that's what gets us into trouble is this, like, then we feel bloated and, and it can give us a headache and we feel lethargic and we just feel miserable, right? It felt good in the moment, but once we get that experience of, oh my gosh, I feel so full, that's the point where we've gone too far. But if we could just slow down, our brains will help us give, give us that indication of when it is time to just stop eating and that's okay. So here are a couple of things physically I want you to consider over the holidays and my goodness, every single day. But here's some things that, that we're at risk for is that the holidays, they get extra busy and they can be extra stressful. There's just so much extra to do, so many extra people to consider and be with. And what can tend to happen is you might put yourself on the back burner. You might, you're at risk for not taking care of yourself during the holidays. And then the extra stress that adds on top of that, now we're not mitigating the stress by caring for ourselves, and it just makes it worse. And when we're under stress, 
and we're not taking care of ourselves physically, we're going to be more likely to have cravings and we're going to be more likely to give into those cravings and we're going to be more likely to overeat. So how do we combat that? Well, I want you to prioritize a couple of your habits. So you know me, I'm all about habits and the seven habits of a healthy free life. And if you could prioritize any of them over the holidays, it would be these two. It would be sleep and rest sleep and rest. These two will make the biggest impact in helping you to mitigate the stress that you're experiencing over the holidays. Even eating is stressful. And so your mind perceives this as stress. And if we're going nonstop and we're just feeling even the financial stress and all the expectations and and the struggle with the food, it's just like it's too much. And so how we combat that is through rest. And so I want to see you experience a minimum of eight hours of sleep every single night during the holidays. Now, no, this is every day, but I do know that that can be a struggle for some. So what I want you to do is just begin to increase it as you can. So even an additional 15 to 30 minutes a night, if we can work towards increasing that, that would be huge and vitally important. So turn off the lights earlier at night, light some candles, get your mind ready and prepared for bed and get into bed sooner then later. And then rest. We need to rest during our day. Even 15 minutes smack dab in the middle of your day can make a huge impact on your ability to just make it through the day. It's like God gave us Sabbath and he gave us, he knows that we are incapable of going 24 seven. We're not even capable of going seven days a week. And he gave us a day of rest and made it And he made it a commandment that we rest every single week. But I also believe that he wants us to rest during our day. And rest is so vitally important. We want to rest in him. And we want to do things that restore and and nourish our soul, not just our body, but our soul as well. And this will then, in fact, impact our bodies. So definitely prioritize sleep and rest. I also want you to take some time for yourself to care for you. So what little pockets of time can you take during the holiday season that you could do a little something for yourself and whatever that might be. Maybe it's just sitting, you know, enjoying a cup of tea, or maybe it's going and getting a pedicure, or maybe it's going and just window shopping, not actually having to buy or spend anything, but just enjoying a day of shopping for just no reason at all. Not because you have to, because you want to, or just experiencing things and caring for you is so vitally important. One other habit that is super simple to maintain through the holidays that will also make an impact is to stay hydrated. I spent an entire episode, episode number 14, talking about the importance of water, how to add more in, how much water should you be drinking, and all the great things about water. So definitely check that out. That's a super easy one to just always keep a water bottle with you, always keep you, always stay hydrated, and that's going to help for sure. And then Another one is to keep healthy snacks around, especially if you work outside the home. So, you know, that workplace can be such a place of defeat and just like a landmine of these obstacles that are keeping you from continuing your journey with a healthy for life. So I want you to stash enjoyable healthy foods at your desk, at work, so that you are not tempted by the treats that are piling up in the office. And I'd recommend that, you know, if you always know that at three o'clock you go and you give in to whatever's in the in the break room uh, or whatever unhealthy thing that you normally give into in the afternoon to kind of like just eat, then that's when I want you to maybe enjoy your healthy snack around like two o'clock. That's going to help you to overcome and not feel like, you know, you're out of control with food. All right. Here's something else I want you to consider. I want you to enjoy other 
holiday activities. It is not just about food, right? First of all, I mean, let's just remember what the season is about, right? The celebrating the birth of our Savior. But then there's all sorts of other amazing, incredible things that happen around the holidays that we can enjoy that don't include food. I mean, sure, there might be food available in the places and the things that I'm going to cons- I'm going to mention here, but we don't have to give in to them, right? And so think about like plays and performances, or or ice skating, or deck decorating or crafting instead of making cookies, let's craft together. Or, you know, just gathering together with friends or caroling or watching Christmas movies together. While sure, any of these things could have food with them. They don't have to. You could eat a healthy meal before you go or have a healthy snack while you're watching a Christmas movie. It doesn't have to always be about food. So try enjoying other holiday activities and not focusing so heavily and wrapping everything around food. All right, let me go ahead and and do a little shift here. So I talked about a lot of things I want you to do, but then there's also some things we need to shed or not do, okay? And that The first one is, I really don't want you to focus so much on your weight over the holidays. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, especially if you have a goal of of weight loss. But I think if we get so focused on our weight, it just adds to the whole entire stress. What we can do is we can decide, you know, who we want to be on January 1st. And is that person delighted if she just maintained her healthy habits and her healthy, you know, the weight that she is currently, would she be happy with that? So maybe you just decide that my goal is just to maintain, or maybe you decide that, you know what, Katrina, food is such a incredible celebration with my family. I know that I'm going to be, you know, big holiday and Christmas dinners. I'm going to have potlucks and all these things. I know that I probably will gain maybe up three to five pounds and I'm just okay with that. I mean, can you imagine just being okay with accepting the fact that you gained three to five pounds? I mean, talk about dropping the rope, right? And you just know that on the other side of it, you're going to be able to easily get back to your healthy ways of eating and living, and it's not going to be much trouble for you to get that weight off. Or maybe you decide that you do want to continue your journey with healthy eating and living, and you want to continue your journey towards weight loss, and you make that decision. No matter what it is, here's what I want you to know. Make the decision, okay? And then just do healthy eating and living things that are in alignment with who you want to be on January 1. And if we could just stop focusing so heavily on weight, it would just help us in the struggle to get through the holidays with much less stress. Amen. That would be a really good thing. So just decide what you're going to do about weight and then drop the rope and move on. Here's another thing. I don't want you to try to be perfect through the holidays and I don't expect you to be perfect anytime. It is not possible on this side of heaven for us to be perfect. So how do we do this? Well, I still want you to focus on eating healthy, nourishing foods, but depending on where you are, we don't have to eat them 100% of the time. Now, ideally, I teach that we want to try to strive to eat God's glorious foods 80 to 90% of the time. Like when we fully reached our understanding of God's glorious foods, we've added them into our lives. Our goal is to eat God's glorious foods 80 to 90% of the time. It's never 100% because it's not really possible. And we even border on making that food fixation if we're 100%, right? And so what we want to do, and but maybe you're only at like 25% or 50%, 
uh, glorious foods, well, just sustain that. Maintain that through the holidays. You can try to seek to improve, but don't feel like you have to be perfect, right? And then what that happens is when we strive to not have to be 100%, what that does is it gives us some room and leeway to mindfully make choices to enjoy 20 to 10% of the time without feeling guilty. So that when you do eat, you're like, this is fitting in the 10 to 20%. I'm going to mindfully eat this. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to savor it. I only need one piece of pie. I don't need the whole pie. Okay. It can really help us when we keep this 80-20 rule in mind. Here's another thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to believe the lies. Listen, so like we are so plagued with lies and these lies come in to our life whether through it's through others, it's through the enemy, it's through our own belief system. And these lies come in and then we begin to behave and act out of these lies instead of acting out of the truth. And what we need to begin to do is we need to begin to recognize these lies and replace them with truth, with God's truth. So these are some lies that I know many of my students struggle with. And so I want you to be on the lookout for these, okay? So lies like, I deserve it. Or just one won't hurt, right? You're in the break room and you're just like, I'll just have one. It won't hurt. It's a lie. How about the lie of, I can't throw this away. I can't throw food away. Hmm? That's a lie. How about, oh, it's the holidays. I'm just going to indulge. Or it's just one time a year. So it will be okay. Or I'll be good tomorrow. Or I'm not going to succeed and make it through anyway. So I may as well just eat what I want right? If you like, if you've always kind of gained weight over the holidays and you've always blown it, then you just might be like, well, I'm not going to succeed anyways. So I may as well eat what I want. And I'll just like on uh, January 1st, I'll start my diet, right? So listen, now some of these, you know, for instance, just one won't won't hurt. Like we have to kind of embrace the context of that, right? So I can make the decision that I will have one piece of pie because I know that one piece of pie is in alignment with my healthy eating and living. I will still be healthy even if I have one slice of pie. But if I say to myself and I believe the lie and I have this, this attitude of just one won't hurt and now that leads to one And then another, and next thing I know, I've eaten the whole pie. That's when we can get into trouble, right? So just be on the lookout for these lies. Because here's what will happen is that these lies will then give us justification and permission to eat any way that we want. And this is what then leads to regret is because we're not in alignment with who we truly want to be. And so now we are sabotaging ourselves, and we now get into that place where we hate our decisions. We have regret. We start condemning ourselves. We live in shame and it's just not the place we were to, we are to be. We need to live in the light and in the abundant life that God has given us. So be on the lookout for these lies that might seep in, capture the thought, replace it with the truth of God's word, and then make a new decision next time, right? The right choice next time. Make the next right choice. All right. Here's another thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to make, accept, or eat any trigger foods. So what is a trigger food? A trigger food is a food that if you eat just one or a small handful, you are likely to eat a lot more, perhaps even the entire package or bag, 
right? So for me, I have a couple of trigger foods that I know, even though they're quote unquote healthier, I know that they trigger me to want to eat the entire thing. So one of them is a bag of popcorn. So even though I buy the good organic popcorn made with coconut oil, they just have the right amount of salt, crunch, and an oily texture that once I start eating one or two, I could literally eat the entire bag. So could a if it's not a trigger food for you and you can eat just a small handful of popcorn, then by all means, enjoy some popcorn. But for me, I know that I need to avoid that. Or how about the Oreo knockoffs from Trader Joe's? They're called JoJo's. I had a friend who, when I first heard about Trader Joe's, she's like, oh, you got to get the JoJo's. So I obliged and I got the JoJo's and oh my goodness, they're quote unquote healthier versions of, of um, Oreo cookies. But listen, they're just as high in calorie. Yes, they might not have all the, the artificial additives and ingredients, but oh my goodness, they are just as dangerous and harmful to me. So I, once we crack that package open, there's like three sleeves of, choc- of chocolate cookies in there. I could literally eat one sleeve in a sitting and that whole box could be gone in a weekend. So these are foods that I know that I can't have. Now, here's the thing. My kids love JoJo's. And if we go to Trader Joe's together and they're like, we want to get some JoJo's, I have to look at them and say, no, pick another cookie because they're not, they're ones that will trigger me and I will eat the whole thing. And I can't do that. And so they just mindfully pick another cookie that isn't a trigger for me. So win-win, right? So that means that if you are going to, like, there's a lot of baking that's going to happen, right? A lot of baking that happens around Christmas. So if you bake cookies or you bake breads or whatever it is that you bake and you're tempted to to eat the whole thing, listen, you just need to be mindful whether you should even make that and consider not even making that this year. And that's okay. You can also make alternative things that don't trigger you. All right. I also don't want you to feel like you have to accept food from others. It's okay to say no. I'm going to talk about that in a second. And we definitely want to avoid the trigger foods. All right. So that leads to like the next thing I don't want you to do. I don't want you to feel guilty for saying no. I don't want you to feel guilty for not eating something. And I don't want you to feel guilty for throwing away food and gifts of food. Okay. So well-meaning people bring us all sorts of things. Well-meaning people have brought me chocolates. Well-meaning people have brought me tubs of huge tubs of popcorn. Well-meaning people have brought me cookies. Well-meaning people give us gifts of food all the time. And so here's what I know is that as long as it's not a trigger food, then we just gladly in our home, we we accept it. We thank them for the thoughtful gifts because I know that it's not about the food for them. They just don't know another way to gift us, right? And so that's just what the culture is, is we gift with food around the holidays. And so you know, just thank them for that. Um, you know, appreciate the gesture and all the things, bring it into the home. And honestly, we throw the food away. If it is not something that is in alignment with how we love to eat and live, and we know it's not going to help us to feel good, and it's going to not going to help us to, to reach our goals for our health that we have, and then we throw it away. And guess what? It's okay because it's either going to end up in the waste can, or it's going to end up on your waste line. And we get to decide, do we want it on our waist or do we want it in the waist, right? And so we choose to throw food away. And I know it sounds so um, counterintuitive. It's not something that you're used to doing. And that also, I also want to give you permission. And here's something really big um, is that, you know, after Thanksgiving, 
day, what we eat on Thanksgiving day is not the problem. Thanksgiving day is not where we gain the weight around Thanksgiving, okay? Where we gain the weight around Thanksgiving is all the days after Thanksgiving that we keep eating Thanksgiving dinner. Am I right? So here's the thing is that make all your glorious foods on Thanksgiving. That is okay. But then I want to give you permission to throw things away. So my mother taught me this many years ago. So she, you know, she struggled a lot with just like that waking that would happen after Thanksgiving and through the holidays. And she's just like, you know what? I mean, I can make apple pie, pecan pie and pumpkin pie and we can all enjoy it on Thanksgiving. But she's like, we will not enjoy it for the next week you know, every day for the next week, because that's where we get into trouble. That's where we gain the weight. And that's where we feel all of the regret, because now we're not eating it in a place of celebration. We're eating it as we're sitting there watching TV, and and we're not gathered together with family and friends any longer. And it changes the whole experience. And now it's going to affect our health. And so guess what? You can throw away your pie. So here's, you know, that can be really sad if you make your own pie and you go through all that energy and effort. So, but here's what we can do. We can make smaller pies. You can buy a smaller pie dish. You can buy, you know, um, they have aluminum pie dishes that are much smaller than the traditional eight, uh, eight, nine, 10 inches, right? You can get like little five inch pie pans. Also, um, you know, if you, if you buy your pie from the store, the that you don't put as much energy and effort into making that. So it'd be a little bit easier to throw away a store-bought pie, right? Um, and so, you know, just recognize that maybe you don't have to make all the pies. Just make one pie this year. And then everybody just has to eat the one pie. And it is what it is, right? Um, and so just recognize that the things that are going to trip you up, especially if it's high in, in carbohydrates, it's a highly processed food. It has lots of, um, you know, starch and, and fat combined together. So think about like, uh, your sweet potato casseroles, think about all the potatoey things, think about all the pies and the sugary things, the breads, the cornbread, the stuffing. These are all the things that are going to get us in tr- into trouble. Now, the things you don't have to throw away, don't throw away the turkey, Don't throw away the healthy veggies. Now, that green bean casserole, I don't know that that really qualifies as a veggie. Got to be honest. So that can go. But turkey and veggies, by all means, keep those. And then enjoy those for the rest of the week, right? It's the other things that get into trouble. And again, it's okay to throw away food. I promise it is okay. You will be okay. No one's going to die. And you will be so much better off for it. All right, so here's the next thing I don't want you to do is I don't want you to condemn yourself. Listen, if you have a bad meal, a bad day, a bad week, or you just have a bad binge session, I want you to avoid shaming and condemning yourself. Please avoid shaming and condemning yourself. Listen, once again, we are not able to be fully perfect. You are a beloved child of God. And guess what? You fail at times. You're going to stumble. It is part of the learning process. And it's not surprising because listen, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But listen, we have a savior, amen. And let me read you Hebrews 4, 15 through 16, where it says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. 
Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So, instead of allowing your stumble and failure to keep you from continuing your journey, to keep your eyes not on Jesus, what I want you to do instead is I want you to make sure that you remember to look to the one who is perfect and can help us on our journey to get up with his strength, to repent if we need to, and then to get back on track. Listen, I did an entire episode on this dedicated to getting back on track. It's episode number 13. So I want you to note that. I want you to remember that. I even want you to maybe even re-listen to that if you haven't, if you've listened to it before or put it on your next thing that you listen to. Episode number 13, which is get back on track with six simple steps. Because we will stumble. We will get off track. I still get off track. Listen, this is a... This journey to health and freedom, it is practicing the way to eat and live healthy according to God's word. It's going to take practice for us to do this. We will be practicing these habits until the day we die. Now, will they become easier? Yes. But in the beginning, I would even say in the first several years, we are going to stumble and get off track and go back to old ways. You just have to recognize that's our flesh and our brain, how our brain is wired is that it has a hard time giving up these old habits. And especially when our brain and our flesh are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain, you know, sometimes it's like making healthier choices is is a little bit more painful than making an unhealthier choice. Am I right? And so we're going to need to know how to get back on track. So that's what episode 13 is going to help you to do. So just be mindful that that's there should you need it in the future. So... Those are a list of my do's and don'ts. This holiday season can be different than any that you've ever experienced before. So I gave you a lot of do's and don'ts. And, you know, maybe you just really hold on to one, two, or three of them. So what impacted you the most from this? And I want you to help to create in your mind new ideas and thoughts about the upcoming holiday. Which one for you, or two, or even three? will, you know, make the biggest impact on you and help you to make decisions that are in alignment with who you want to be on January 1st. I want you to go and just embrace those so that you can be the healthy free woman or man on January 1st that you know you want to be. So listen, I'm going to be talking probably a couple more times this holiday season about holidays and helping to support you through them. And so just be mindful that those are coming, which leads me to this question. Are you subscribed to the podcast? Have you actually gone wherever you are listening, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcast or Amazon Music, wherever it is, are you following or subscribed so that when I do release a new episode, you are the first to be notified when a new episode has hit the station? Would you go ahead and subscribe now? It doesn't take long at all. And listen, if you are subscribed or you are going to subscribe, I have a second question for you. Did you love this episode or have you been loving the episodes that, you know, all along the way so far? Would you consider leaving a review? If you've loved this episode or any other ones, would you consider leaving a review for the Healthy Free Life show? So unfortunately, the only way in place that that's currently available is on iTunes. So if you happen to be an iTunes 
listener, then all you need to do is go to your podcast app on your phone and you can simply leave a review. You just scroll down to the bottom of the Healthy Free Life show page and you'll see an option on how to leave a review. And just share something that you love or just leave stars preferably five. <laughs> All right. I really appreciate that. That helps others to know that this healthy free life show is something that they might love and enjoy just as much as you do. And it helps me get the word out. So thank you so much in advance for that. All right. Now let me just remind you during this holiday season, keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember why we celebrate it anyway, because when we keep our eyes on Jesus, everything else falls into place when we have the mind and eye of Christ. Let me leave you with this verse from John 1 14. It's one of my favorites about Jesus, where it said, says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Now, dear one, go walk in that grace and truth today. Until next time. Bye for now.